So hi, this is Angela Treat Lyon, and you are listening to or watching Daring Dreamers Showcase at IDareYouRadio.com, where we bring you massive information, power of support, and uncommon resources for you daring dreamers and entrepreneurs who can't wait to get out there and do your thing. <laughs> so dare it, dream it, and do it. So today I have an awesome guest for you, and, and I'm so excited to bring her to you. Her name is Andrea Amador. I've known her for eons, and we've done a lot of stuff together, and she's so much fun. And Andrea had a problem. She went through decades of feeling powerless and intimidated and exploited in a really abusive situation. And one day she decided that she'd had enough and she mustered up the courage to speak out, step up, and get herself free. And now she uses her training that she went through as a coach and master practitioner of NLP, which in case you don't know is neuro-linguistic programming. And she inspires and educates women to rise above the adversity in their lives. How cool is that? So when COVID wiped out her primary source of income, leaving her and her husband Angel struggling to pay the rent and bills, she rose to the challenge, just like she is, and went looking for solutions. And boy, did she find them. A friend suggested that she chuck out government grants. And since then, she's learned all she could about grants. She's got, and she got several thousand dollars worth of grants for herself in the form of cash, free services, dent, rent, dent, debt, <laughs> and rent relief, business counseling, legal assistance, and more. And so she decided she was going to turn around and help people learn how to do this because this is so cool. So Andrea is now passionate about teaching her Grants Made Easy system to help people get the same benefits that she got. And her favorite focus is on helping business owners get financially empowered. So, Andrea, I'm so excited to have you on my show today because I know that this information is going to help so many people. Welcome. Thank you so much. I am thrilled to be here, Angela. This is just such an amazing thing to share with other people because so many people are struggling right now. And they have been throughout the whole period of COVID. And even before that, you know, people, people struggle. We go through different times in our lives. And you talk about the fact that I'm really passionate about sharing this with entrepreneurs. And it's because many times entrepreneurs leap and they love their business and they're so filled with passion, but they just want to give and give and give. And they end up overgiving. And they go into scarcity mode <laughs> where they can no longer take care of themselves. And that's actually what happened to me. Mm. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. It, it, it's a funny thing, isn't it? I mean, it, we care so much about other people that we're always giving, 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 like you say. And it's like, but wait a minute, I have to pay my rent. Help, how do I do that? So yeah. how, did, how did you, I, I know your friend suggested grants. How did you find your main mentor? 
Um, that was back, uh, it, was, it was when my friends suggested grants, and first thing for me is YouTube always. That's my go-to. And the first thing I found was Matthew Lesko. And I remember Matthew Lesko because I had purchased his books back in the 80s and 90s. Um, Matthew Lesko is a, like a five-time New York Times bestseller. You, but you may recognize him because he's the guy who used to and continues to wear question mark suits and now hearts on his, his suits. He's, um, he was doing infomercials. He was on Oprah and Donahue and all the old shows. And that was his way of marketing. And what he does and what he has done for the past 50 years is he teaches people how to get grants. There is nobody better than Matthew. There's nobody more dedicated than Matthew to give their heart and soul to doing this. He's 77 years old. He's been doing this for 50 years. Wow. He started out, I know. He started out by, um, he's, he's so transparent and so honest. He said when he started out, he lives in Washington and he would go to the government buildings and as is now, um, um, any, any government information is private domain, it's public domain. So he would basically go copy information, put it into books and sell it. And then um, he would get these millionaire clients that would want, after doing much cold calling, he'd get these millionaire clients and charge exorbitant fees. And after a while, he realized, wait a minute, he said, this is ridiculous. I need to share this with people who need it, not these greedy people who own businesses and, you know, are already skimming off the top and not, um, not really benefiting in the same way that a struggling family would. Mm, mm. So I watched one of his videos, Matthew Lesko, and I was sold the depth of his knowledge, his, his heart, the, the quality. He'll give you links. He'll give you everything right in a video. And I started watching more and more and more videos because it piqued my curiosity because there was that initial buy-in where I knew that I trusted him from already buying his books and, and watching him on, on infomercials and other TV shows. So the more I consumed, the more curious I became and the more the lights started to go on for me. And I realized, wow, I think I can do this. First of all, um, I've been through some really tough times, as you had alluded to. And when people are survivors of tough times, abusive situations, man, if they're out of that place where they're feeling sorry for themselves, they feel they can do anything. So that's where I was. My husband and I were really struggling. My income had been wiped out because all my clients were hit by COVID and we were falling behind in rent and bills. And after four months of feeling sorry for myself, I was doing a little bit, <laughs> eating all the sugar in the house, I realized, wait a minute, this is because I need to handle this financial situation that's been 
imbalanced in my life for so long. Mm. And COVID only brought it up to the surface. Mm -hmm. It was always there. Whether there was money or not didn't matter. It was uh, a mentality of scarcity. So as I watched Matthew's videos, they were giving all of these amazing resources of these grants. And basically what grants are is free money that is provided by the government. And the way that the government works is the government will give nonprofits, uh, local, local organizations, state departments, all different kinds of organizations and um, nonprofits, they will give them these block grants. And for the purpose that these nonprofits and state organizations will assist people. Now, you may think it's too good to be true, but it's not. There's a little bit of skin in the game there for the government. And that's in that when they help other people and create more economy, more flow, more of a flowing economy, they get paid their taxes. Mm. As we lift up and become more solvent in our businesses, then we can afford to pay taxes. When we can pay our rent, when we can take care of our family, when we have food on the table, we start moving out of ourselves in this survival mode and start thinking, how can I serve at a bigger level? Yeah. So that's yeah. the way it works. And there's this amazing it's like a planet worth of uh, abundance honestly well you know you've said a couple things that that tweaked my brain here a little bit one is um you said that you'd been you had the mindset of scarcity mm. and then you decided i need to take care of this yes right and and now all of a sudden here's this amazing resource that it, it's just there for the taking. And if we don't actually use it, those nonprofit organizations don't get paid. That's right. Right? That's right. So let, let's, let's back up a little bit here because um, yeah. I, I want to ask you the question I ask all my, my interviewers here, or interviewees, I guess it is. <laughs> uh, you're a daring person. And as such, what is one daring thing that you've done that was pivotal in getting to be where you are today? And I think we kind of have mentioned it, but let's go into that a little bit deeper. Absolutely. It was when I made the decision to pick myself out of acting like a victim and I confronted my abusers. One after the other, after the other. That was when everything turned. That's when I went from being a mouse to a lion. <laughs> Actually, in a day. You changed, you changed species. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. How, how did you come to that decision? Was it just like one day it was like, that's enough, I'm not taking this anymore? Or was it a, a long-term coming up to a point that what, what, made you dare all of a sudden? Um, I'm not actually sure if it can be attributed to one individual thing, but I'll tell you the three things that were working in my life at the time. I was going 
through my certification training in neuro-linguistic programming. And that's basically being able to change the way that we view our experience. Looking at, in my case, looking at my abusive situation as the best thing that ever happened to me because it made me, it made me the strong person I am. I had to go through a lot of years of feeling sorry for myself. Mm-hmm. But when I realized, oh my God, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> There's more of me to share. And there are other people who are in the position where I was. There's so much I can give. That's the first thing. The other is that I had just learned emotional freedom technique. Wow. Say no more. <laughs> Um, And at the same time, I was doing EMDR. I I think it's eye movement desensitization response. Something like that, yeah. I'm not sure. But those three things were working together. But for me, it really was, it had to be the emotional freedom technique. Because I was sitting in the group, we were doing presentations. And I was watching one of the one of my peers' presentations, and he was talking about how somebody in his family had abused him. And I didn't have that particular direct experience, but what it did was it brought me back unconsciously to the worst abusive experience that I ever remembered, that no amount of therapy had ever been able to touch it. And 18 and a half years is a really long time to go through therapy. But that, when I experienced that, my body, here I am, sitting in a classroom setting, in a, in a circle with um, the other students, with my hands on my knees, and all of a sudden I look down and I notice that my knees are jerking up and down uncontrollably. My hands are trembling uncontrollably. My next door neighbor, she tapped on me to get my attention. And she said, are you okay? And I shook my head like this. And she came and she pulled me out of the room. And once the door closed, I started sobbing. I was so deeply immersed in the trauma of that time during that abusive period. And I heard her say through my tears, Andrea, I know you don't know what it is that I do, but I'm an emotional freedom technique practitioner. And if you will allow me to touch your hands and your head and other parts of you, I'm sure I can help you. Can you speak? And I I noticed I couldn't speak and I shook my head no. She said, that's okay. She said, just hum. And she started tapping me right here. And it was the most profound experience I ever had because it was like I was being whacked by a pillow. It was soft yet intense at the same time. And she's saying, even though, even though that's all I could remember. And the long and short of it is, is that within 10 minutes, she broke down the most debilitating, paralyzing memory of my life that caused so many triggers and fears. And it became, it became a no brainer to me to confront my stepfather and begin 
the progress, begin the process of confronting my abusers and breaking the habit, breaking the cycle of abuse in my life. Wow. <laughs> wow. If that isn't a testimonial for EFT, I don't know what oh, it is. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And so from that point on, you were no longer a victim. Um, or did it take a while to peel off the layers? Positively, yes, because there were so many different layers. But what I had done during that um, beginning period was um, – I was also going through my coaching certification and I had made a decision that I was really um, inspired by this song um, of the woman who I had met at the National Speakers Association retreat. Her name's Janice, Janice Stanfield. She's a singer songwriter. And she had this amazing song called, what would I do today? What would I do if I were brave? And I listened to that and it just, it spoke to me. And I decided that every day for the following year, I was going to do something that was brave. It was scary as hell. But one of the first things that I did was at that speaker's retreat, um, when I heard Jana's song, I was so moved. I was in the street with my Walkman. I started singing in the middle of the street. <laughs> And what I had learned through my NLP training is that, you know, we're not born with confidence. It's not a gift that we're given. It's something that we get day by day by stretching out of our comfort zones and doing something that's frightening, doing something that we doubt that we can do by just pushing the envelope a little bit more each time. That's where confidence comes from. Well, Ms. Daring. <laughs> <laughs> if hey. I can do it, anybody can do it. Well, I feel that way too. I, yeah. It, it, it's such a, you know, it, it's simple, but it's not easy. That's for sure. So no. let's go into, um, let's cover three areas here. We, we've got debt relief, rent, rent relief, and food utilities, et cetera. Right. These are the three areas that you wanted to cover. What can you tell us about those three things? Okay. Um, wow. Um, after, <laughs> I, uh, after I started learning through watching Matthew's videos, and then later I joined his um, Facebook group, um, what I learned is that the most important thing anybody can do in the pursuit of getting grants is they have to get really comfortable talking on the phone. Mm. And if somebody's not comfortable talking on the phone, that's a real problem. I'll tell you why. Because if you go and you do a search on Google for grants, you will find over a hundred million <laughs> <laughs> opportunities. And I'm not saying that they're not legitimate, but do you really want to go through one after the other after the other? And the other thing is that what there are so many people, Google is set up to, um, to benefit from getting paid by the, the, the companies that advertise through them. Grants 
are given by the government to these nonprofit organizations. And it's a whole internal structure that has nothing to do with any advertisement. So it's not that it's hush-hush, but it's not well-known. And there is no reason whatsoever to advertise it because the system works. It revolves. Um, it's, it's a self-sustaining system. So, so, in other, so in other words, Google has all this other stuff, the sponsor stuff first, yeah. and then down at the end of the page, maybe you'll find the grants from the government. That's right. So That's they're hard. Right. You'll the keep ones all of the sponsored stuff first. So the then, ones that you might want are probably hidden. Yeah, okay. you are looking for your county. You are looking for a specific type of grant. You might be looking for assistance with um, getting money to pay um, to get a new roof, or you may need to um, get. You may want to be finding where you can find food, um, not just food banks, but other places where food is available so that there's not, um, so that you can still maintain anonymity and receive food without, you know, maybe, you know, if you're in that really tough time, pride is a big thing. Pride and fear, they go hand in hand and shame. So there's so much out there that is available through these incredible nonprofit organizations that just serve and serve and serve. Mm. And unless anybody knows about them, unless you know where to call, what websites to go to, you'll never in your life find it. God, that seems so crazy. It's amazing. It's It's like a money machine honestly. And it doesn't matter who is in office. It doesn't matter what administration is running. This has been going for decades. This is the system for the purpose of creating a self-sustaining tax system. Hmm. So so it doesn't matter if, if you're least favorite president is in or some jerk is screwing up the county council or whatever those grants are completely separate. Absolutely, yes. Yes, and they're very, very strictly audited. So everything has to be done according to Hoyle. There's a very specific set of um, requirements that need to be fulfilled in order to get certain grants, and they're all different. For some grants, you may just need to show your latest um, phone bill. Or another one, you may need to show a copy of your lease, your birth certificate, your uh, your passport, your marriage certificate. The, there's such a wide array of discrepancies out there. And that's why you need to know one thing. The biggest opportunity that you have to get grants is your local elected officials. Okay, I know. I know. <laughs> it's mind-blowing. Now, when you say you're a local elected official, mm-hmm. what exactly does that mean? Your senator, your council mm-hmm. chairman, who mm-hmm. is that? Mm-hmm. Your mayor, your senator, your, um, your, uh, your local councilman, your assembly member, your, um, your congressman. I believe there are 12 of them. 
there is a website called commoncause.org. Okay, Common and Cause, C-A-U-S-E. C-A-U-S-E dot org. Okay, not dot com. No, no, dot com means that it's a business that's connected to that domain. Okay, but dot org means it's a government organization? Exactly, or dot gov. Okay. Um, okay, so when you go to commoncause.org, you're going to put in your state. So if you're in Arizona, you're going to put in the state of Arizona, and you will see all of your officials from the president on down to the, the, your mayor, your assembly member, your congressman, it's all going to be there. Now, you may think that they don't care about you. You may think that you're just a little person and you don't matter. Ooh, but you are so wrong. <laughs> because you do. <laughs> you do. Your vote matters. And as I said, it doesn't matter what party you are. This is a completely nonpartisan um, uh, situation that you're going into. But you are constituent, a constituent. So when you contact, let's say for me, contacting my local senator, oh my God, that was birthday, Christmas, <laughs> New Year's, everything all together, you're going to make a connection with a person. And don't think that if you call your mayor's office, you're going to talk to your mayor or your governor. That's not the case. You're going to talk to their aides. And their aides and everybody within that system are really just bureaucrats who, for the most part, care. They want to help. They're in their jobs because they want to help people. So you're going to reach out. To so before you go on, so in other words, if I call Joe Smith, who's my representative, uh, I don't have to worry about going, oh, I'm going to talk to Joe Smith, you know. No, no, I'm, no. I'm going to I'm going to talk to Amanda Flurry, who's his assistant, and she's yes. an ex and she knows who to turn me on to to get food assistance and yes. so on. Okay. Yes, I'll tell you the way it actually happened for me. Uh, the first thing I would recommend is just look for the emails. Go to commoncause.org, look for the emails of the places where you're, you're wanting. So your mayor, your assembly member, your congressman, your senator, get those emails, send an email. Now, in the packet that I'm going to send you, Grants Made Easy, uh, it's going to include all of the links that we'll discuss and more. And it, that includes also a script of what I actually said. Looking, I was going to say, you know, what, you, it, I'm supposed to write this email. What do I say? You Don't know? worry about it. Awesome. But you do want to make it short and sweet because you want to consider that you just want to get in the door. You want your, your voice to be heard, whether it's on uh, in an email or a voicemail. That's another way of reaching them or on the phone. So brevity is your friend. Write a script whenever you can. 
And the more that you start connecting with these people, the more you will learn about what specifically to say. So for example, we're talking about grants, but don't you dare say you're looking for a grant. Right? Oh, don't. well, that's good to know. Right? I, don't I, say I, that. I can't just go, well, I'm looking for a grant to pay my food this month. Don't so, say that. So what do I say? Because there are so many different types of grants. Grants are not only known by grants. There are direct deposits. There are loans. There are forgivable loans. There are so many things available that by saying you're looking for X, as in I'm looking for grants, you are cutting out your options. Oh, so you're limiting yourself. You want to come across and say, I'm looking for help. I'm look, I can't afford to pay my rent. I'm having trouble paying my rent. I can't pay my utilities. I'm behind in my rent. How can you help me? Mm. Okay. And then what's going to happen is it's a very real possibility that you may get ignored because these people are really busy. So don't let that stop you. Just keep on thinking this is a numbers game. Keep going, keep going, keep going. So you go on to the next name in your list and you do it again. And as I had set out in this, um, in this PDF, Grants Made Easy, I walk you through specifically how to use Google Sheets to organize your contacts. Mm, that's good. Because you've got to get organized. If you're not organized, it's doomsday for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you won't be able to keep track of who you called and when and all that stuff. Yes. Okay. Not only that, but before you know it, days and weeks go by and that grant or whatever it is, is no longer available. Oh, they have deadlines. They do have deadlines. Okay. Okay. So in other words, I'm going to call this guy today and I'm going to write it down. Um, what is it? September 2nd today. And then, okay. So it, if I don't hear from them, do I do it again next week or in a couple of days? Yes. The most important thing to remember is you want to be politely persistent. <laughs> you want to be a polite pest. You want to keep putting the same, um, you want to reach out and say, I'm just following up. I'm just following up. Be as businesslike as you can, but be real. Now, when I said that the senator had opened the door for me. Let me explain what I mean. Is when I reached the senator, first I sent an email and I was shocked out of my shoes. I think it was a Saturday night. Within an hour, I had gotten a response. And then they started calling me. I think it was Monday or so, and I wasn't available. So we sat down a time to talk and the, the um, uh, sorry, the senator's aide had said, okay, I want to set you up. I want to introduce you to several, several organizations that can help you. So tell me a little bit more about your situation. And that's your opportunity. Just let it out. Be real. If you want to cry, cry. I did. <laughs> I you want to, 
You want to connect. You want to be a person at the other end of the phone because you create that connection and the caring. And um, let's see. All right. So from the senator, I was introduced to um, Catholic Charities that within a few days after, they had given me a grant for $1,850 to pay a month of rent. That fast? Like it was amazing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wow. It was, I think, a day or two after I applied. It's called an intake. When you talk to them, they're going to ask you a number of questions. You're going to have to provide the information that they ask for, which may be um, your last year's tax return. It may be... Um, it most likely is a copy of your lease, your utility bill, proof of address, uh, several things. Um, uh -huh. But all that information, again, is in the PDF that I'm sharing. Grants made easy. But your senator, your elected official, whoever they are, there are so many of them. <laughs> tap into every single one of them and look at it as a numbers game. If one doesn't answer you, then try another, 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 double back and go back to the first, the second, the third. Don't stop. Keep on. Go with, with the awareness that you are worth it. And you're living in this amazing place where freedom reigns and the opportunity for you to be abundant and to live abundantly and to help your family and build your business it's there it's like right there in front of you you just have to ask for it <laughs> wow okay so all right so let let me let me recap this here um, i'm gonna contact my representatives you know whether it's one two three five or six of them Yes. I'm going to email them first, yes. right, with your script, yes. and then within a certain amount of time, they respond. And if they don't respond, then I contact them then saying, I'm following up. Yes. And I don't say I'm looking for a grant. I'm, look, I'm looking for help. Exactly. Okay. That's good. That's good. Yep. Right. And I'm amazed that, that you got that $350 so fast. That's just incredible. No, 1,800. Oh, I heard, how did I hear I 350? No, but 1,800. Wow. And then there was another grant, a housing organization that's not far that um, I had applied for that gave another 500. And this money went directly to the landlord. So you didn't have to bother with getting it into your bank account? No. Or it just However, went right to the Catholic landlord. Charities, Catholic Charities, um, when, we, when we met them, they actually handed us a debit card for $250, and, and we filled the oil tank. So, I mean, it, I'm telling you, it's just simply mind-blowing. Wow. Okay, so let, let's turn left a, a little bit here. Um, yep. Because I remember during this whole process, you, you had a big training that you went through. Talk about the SBA. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. So you can purchase um, the, the cost of working with a business coach for $500 and up, right? 
Everybody knows that when you're in business, that business coaching is extremely expensive, private coaching. However, the SBA offers you free coaching, no cost, um, no cost classes or low cost classes. Um, they help you to get certification. Let's see, my minority women, M M W O. I'm I'm going to trip all over my my uh, letters, but it's it's a certification that would otherwise be privately paid for thousands of dollars. It's free. The SBA is all about uplifting business from the start, from the startup business that has no idea what they're going to do, to a growing business to one that needs to pivot because of COVID to scaling. At wow. every level of development for a business, the SBA is there. Okay, so let's explain what the SBA is. Okay, okay. The Small Business Administration. Right, right. Small <laughs> Business Administration. And for the, the link, for the website, it's sbdc.org. And what that stands for is smallbusinessdevelopmentcenter.org. Uh, okay. And throughout the whole United States, there's probably about a thousand chapters. And these chapters could be in colleges, they could be in office buildings, they could be um, in any type of um, regional building. And what they do is they assist people by giving them education. Because as I said, so many business owners, including myself for so many years, they have, their heart is in the right place, but they don't have any education as far as finances. They don't know anything about marketing to do it strategically. And the SBDC, is very, very tightly audited by the government, which means that for every person that they're investing their money into through the grants by giving private coaching, private counseling, or um, doing a program, I did a 60-hour program, um, 20 sessions over 20, 20 Thursday nights, three hours, um, each time. Wow. Yeah. Um, that you are an investment. So the SBDC, the Small Business Administration chapter that is connected with helping the individual has to keep their records right and tight. Every I must be dotted, every T must be crossed because they are accountable to the government, which means that if you do not up-level your business, if you do not succeed, if, if your receipts go down instead of up, then what happens is they do not get that same amount of grant money extended to them the next year. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's to their benefit that you benefit. They want you to benefit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this uh, this amazing course that you did because I remember you going through that and <laughs> oh my gosh, um, wow, 
<laughs> I mean, you learned how to do a business plan and financial planning and what else did you learn from them? Well, first of all, the, the 60 hour course um, is generally valued at $300, but because of COVID, they've reduced it to $60. Wow. Come on. That's a dollar an hour. Okay. That, that's insane. Wow. A dollar an hour. And you're getting, you're getting the practical information of, you know, government backed educators that these people have to be accountable to the government. So, you know, I remember at one time you had told me that your, um, your local representative in the Small Business Administration through SCORE, uh, senior citizens, retired executives, I'm not sure, that information that was shared with you was so out of date, Yeah. right, in your yeah. local place. That's not the case anymore. Oh, I was gonna—I was gonna ask you about that <laughs> because when I went through it, this is oh my god, forty years ago I think. There were these dowdy old eighty-year-olds who had no clue about being online or anything. You know, it's like, of course, that was the beginning of of computers, but still, the the whole way people were doing business was completely different, and so it was irrelevant. Yes, yes. But it's they're not, not like case. that now. It's not that case. And, and before I actually did invest the, uh, the time for the 60 hours, I did a number of one-off courses and a couple of series courses with them. And um, I think they range between $9.99 and $19.99 for a three-part course. Um, and one of them, well, there were so many that I absolutely loved, but one of them, um, the woman who was giving the course talking about um, target marketing, she was the assistant for 50 Cent, but she was also an associate professor in her local, um, her <laughs> local university. So like 50 Cent, like a rapper? Come on. Yeah, she's got to <laughs> know something, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So this is the kind of quality that you get, like real people teaching practical information that will turn a profit because that's what this is about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I want to make sure that, that we're, um, that we cover the debt relief part of it. Right. right. So, so talk a little bit about that. Okay. We don't know this. You know, people are, I have been barraged by debt collectors um, being disrespectful and leaving nasty messages and being intimidating. Did you know that's illegal? Okay, well, <laughs> that is illegal. And there are people who work for the government who specifically are in line and waiting for you as a client to help you through your debt relief and will advocate for you. Okay, so what, what exactly does that mean? Does, it, does that mean okay. like if I owe $2,000 to a credit card company and they're calling me every day saying, oh, why aren't you paying this? Because that's happened. Right. And, you know, you just must be a flake. I mean, I've, I've had some pretty nasty calls. Right. How does this person who advocates for me uh, connect 
with that? How, how do they advocate? How does that work? Okay. Well, one of the biggest places where you would go with a need for help with debt relief is housing and urban H HUD, housing and urban development. They have a branch in their offices of lawyers, people who specifically help with debt relief. Um, I don't actually know because I didn't go through that, but what I did was something different when my husband and I were um, planning on moving to another place. I knew that our credit was in the crapper and we needed some help. We needed some guidance. And I went to uh, the housing organization that had given us a debt, uh, that had given us a grant. And I found out that they had also helped, they also helped with uh, debt uh, counseling. So we sat down with the debt counselor and she gave us some recommendations of things to do, changes to make, and it educated us. Mm. Because education and awareness is the first step to change. Okay, so, so when you were educated, what did you do next? I mean, it, you owe this money it, and you don't have an income. What, what do you do now? It, it, and you were getting grants. So you applied some of that grant money to the debt? No, actually, um, we didn't get a chance to do that because things were happening so fast for us. And that's just not something it was. We needed to find out what the landlords, what the prospective landlords and the property owners were seeing when they were looking at our credit and what to expect as far as an additional deposit or anything else like that. That was specifically my intention in wanting to meet with the debt counselor. Okay. Okay. So, so if I were struggling with credit card debt or some other kind of debt, I'd go to the HUD. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And and it, I would just call up the general office and say I need help with blah blah blah, and they would point me in the right direction. Well, again, I will put all of the links in the PDF, but right now I can't seem to think of them. Well, <laughs> there, there are so many. There's so many of them. How could you possibly so think of? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then... Um, and, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Let me see if I can remember what they're called. I can't. Um, this is another type of grant where you work with... Um, I'm not sure what they're called, but there are certain banks that are uh, aligned with the government that create like a savings opportunity for individuals who are having a hard time, who are um, below a certain income. And so that means that if you put $1 towards, there are very specific parameters of what the money is supposed to be intended for. I know one of them is housing, another is schooling. I'm not sure of the third one. So let's say you save $1 $3 or $4 is matched by the government, okay? That just gives me shivers up my wow. So God, that's amazing. I had no idea. So oh. you're matching <laughs> grants, right? These are grants, yes. Matching grants. Yes. Yeah. But the grants, the grants are not directly given from the government to you. They're funneled through nonprofits. 
through these organizations. So again, I will put the information there. I think they're called IPA, Independent Personalized Account, or something like that. Hmm. I've never heard of that. That's amazing. Yes. yes. Wow. Okay. I'm learning a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. How are we doing on time? We've got five minutes left. If you had only one tip to give people, what would it be? Make phone calls. <laughs> I thought you were going to come with this whole thing, you know, just make phone calls. Okay. <laughs> because you've got to become real. You've got to pop your head up and say, here I am. I'm a person and I need help. And the thing to know is that I know that there's a, a lot of shame and a lot of um, uh, bad feelings around receiving government assistance. But I want you to think about it as another path to abundance. It's here for you. And the purpose is to lift you up, to get you up out of the place where you are to the next level. That's what it's for. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that people understand that when, the, when people do well, the economy does well and everybody thrives. Yes. You yes. know, it's not about oh, you bad person, you're poor and you need help No, at all. It's, it's about, well, okay, stand up and ask for help, right? Yes. And, and now because of COVID, um, I think the, <laughs> I think $100,000 is considered still the poverty line. Did you say $100,000? I did. Are you serious? Any one individual earning less than $100,000 is still considered <laughs> eligible to receive public assistance that's outrageous it is um, it's crazy that is outrageous i i would have said maybe thirty thousand. no no so if you make less than a hundred thousand you're considered poverty level for you yes <laughs> <laughs> now there are specific you know different parameters for individual um programs i'm not saying that won't be the case um, for example, um, one of the things that was recommended to us by the senator's office was to put in an application with social services to see if we could get temporary assistance. And after doing, after filling out that 28 page <laughs> application, uh, a couple of days later, I had received a denial notice saying, sorry, but you guys earn too much. And I really wanted to rip it up because I was pissed. And I said, no, 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 let me be a big girl, put on my big girl panties and put it in the file, see what happens. And I was calling, looking for grants. 211.org is your local United Way. It will be in the PDF. I was calling them, asking for assistance. And they had said, well, I know the Salvation Army can do something to help in terms of your utility bills or something, but you have to have received a denial from social services. <laughs> <laughs> so when I got you it. Happen, I know. <laughs> I happen to have it. <laughs> and so the woman had said, what we offer is $250 grant. And the way that we dispense it is either we will pay for a bill of yours that is 
$250 or under, or we will give you um, debit cards to your local grocery store for in the amount of $250. So it was around Christmas last year. One day from Amazon, I had received a package of five $50 debit cards. Wow. From my local stop and shop. Wow. How cool There's is that? There. There's help out there. You don't need to struggle. You don't need to. Oh my gosh, I need to talk about legal help. Oh, let's let's do that. Wow, that's like, that makes me goosebumps all over. Okay. Eviction is a very real threat, especially now with the Supreme Court, um, you know, overturning and saying that, okay, um, the landlords can evict as of like the end of August. And, and some states are still um, fighting that. And, and uh, okay. So anyway. So what people need to know is if they are looking for rent relief is they need to do two things. Definitely contact your local elected official, but also you want to be proactive and you want to find out what your legal rights are. So if you go to the website, justshelter.org, it will give a listing of all, it will be a map of the United States. You choose your state. And when you choose your state, I think you also have to input your zip code. And then it will show you all of the legal offices within your area that can help you. What is it? The, what's the site again? Justshelter.org. Just shelter. Mm-hmm. Okay. J-U-S-T-S-H-E-L-T-E-R.org. Yes. Okay. Yes. Huh, cool. Okay, so so now that. that now that I know that there's all these legal places that can help me, you just contact them one at a time. Yes, yes. So the reason why I said several thousand dollars is because back in November of 2020, when Angel and I were owing the rent and we started, we um, we had gotten a lawyer. I still have that attorney to this day. And sadly, my husband passed away back in April. But um, because we started with Nancy back in November, any issues, any legal issues that I have are turned over to her and she handles them. So she has helped me with social security, workman's comp, unemployment, motor vehicles. Wow. Your local elected official can help you with any logjam situation that you have with any federal office. So that's another reason to contact your local official because they know who to call, they know how to get, they know what to say to get things moving. They won't always um, give you the exact outcome that you want, but they are working and helping you. They're on your side. Wow. <laughs> that, that alone is a huge tip. I, mean, I, I, I can't mean, even wow. imagine how much Nancy, you know, the value of Nancy's legal services from November through September is I worth. Thousands of dollars. Thousands and thousands and thousands. And you haven't paid anything. No. Not a penny. No. The government <laughs> pays her. Wow. 
It's amazing. And, oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> For people, I believe it's 60, I'm not sure if it's 60 years and older. Elder Care Locator is a full service um, for any person who is over 60. Free services, legal services, I mean, everything specifically for the person who is older, that they get even more services than others. I think, I think that the latest statistics are um, that baby boomers are 30% of the the make the makeup of the u.s i could be wrong but it's yeah it's 30 percent yeah okay so there are very specific services that are specifically geared for the elderly did you say did you say a website yeah elder e-l-d-e-r-c-a-r-e dot org eldercare.org credit care no elder like like the word the elderly elder e l d e r oh okay elder yeah. eldercare.org thank you yeah sure and again that will also be in the pdf okay well is there anything else that you want to talk about <laughs> <laughs> i want everybody to come join my facebook group Grants Made Easy with Andrea Amador. And there, what I do is I share information about grants by, by what it is that I learned from my own personal experience and also what I'm learning by being in the grant field. And I have been very, very excited to make a decision to create a membership program out of it because Right now, as the group is, I've set it up because as a teacher, as an author and speaker, and these are my books, Loving the Skin You're In, and I'm a contributor for Chicken Soup for the Soul. It is all about empowering yourself. In this case, it's empowering yourself financially. So as an online instructor, what I've done is I've created a system where I've combined PDFs and videos and made it a social learning environment. It's a DIY process. So you can go in there, go through the units, um, the guides in the whole thing and learn the five, so far there's five lessons in there. And the lessons will teach you how to contact your local representatives, how to um, use Google alerts, how to set up uh, Google Sheets, to track your contacts. Um, it, oh my gosh, talks about the emergency rental assistance program. Hold on to your hat, okay? <laughs> in December, <laughs> when President Trump was in office, I think it was December, no, um, yeah, December 13th, Congress passed a bill called the Emergency Rental Assistance Program. It was funded for $25 billion the purpose of which ooh, was to give all the people throughout the United States the ability to get help to protect them from eviction, to pay for their debt caused by not being able to pay their rent. That has been log jammed and held over 
and it's still just now starting to come to the states. What you get by applying for this specific program in your area is you can get up to three months of rent going forward, and I think it's up to nine months of rent going backward. You, you get paid for it even though you've already paid for it, or do you have to be in no, arrears? No, 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 if, no. If you owe an arrears, if you okay. owe a debt to your landlord and you haven't been able to pay rent, and that is the requirement of the program, you have to have an arrears, whether it's one month or nine months or three months, doesn't matter. You have to show that you owe rent. When you owe that rent, the government, if your application is approved, the government will pay that debt to your landlord. Wow. Okay, so it's the second. And let's say somebody hasn't paid their rent yet. Right. Does that count? No. No, it has um, to be something for in the past. Um, it, it would count if you were not able to pay the rent, period, sure. But if you're going to pay it on the third, because the landlord also has a part in this application process. Mm. Your application will be taken, but then your landlord will also have to fill out the other half of the application, which means that they will look at their journal records, their statements, and they will say, okay, yes, Angela Treat Lyon paid her rent on the third. So that means that the, the rent that you claimed not paying does not agree with what your landlord says. Mm. So, so you don't want to lie. <laughs> yeah, and, and I know that from personal experience because it happened to me mm. because in July, when I applied for the program, that morning I had just paid my rent. Oh. Yeah, thinking <laughs> that I could just um, get the going forward rent, but no. When I call the program and it's recommended that you do, contact the helpline, um, they told me, well, we see that there's not an agreement between what you, what you claimed because you didn't have an arrears and the landlord. So that means most likely, we haven't gotten your application yet, but most likely your application would be denied. So we recommend that you withdraw the application and start over. And that wasn't fun, but I did it. Okay. So let's say I, um... Let's say I don't pay my rent this month. Right. It, for me personally, if I don't pay my rent, I get charged $50 a day for every day over. But Angela, I don't think that that's legal. I don't know if it's legal or not, but that's in right. the agreement. Right, so, right. So if, if um, let's say in three weeks or so, I apply for the, I mean, I can pay my rent, so this doesn't really apply. But let's say in three weeks, I apply for help, and let's say I am in arrears, and, and I've right. got all those days of $50 charges. Do those charges get, get wiped out? Do they get paid for? Do you know any about, anything about that? I'm sorry. Just repeat the question one more time. But let's say about I didn't, let's say I didn't about, pay my rent. Okay, about the charges. And I'm, I have to pay $50 a day from the sixth on right because i'm late yes do those charges get paid for or are they deleted what happens to those charges okay 
The current law is, and this was told to me not only by my landlord, but also an attorney, says that by the simple act of applying for the program, you are protected against eviction for the length of time until an app, uh, uh, until a decision is made on your application. That's why I wondered about your late fee and the legality of it, because I would actually reach out to a local attorney through justshelter.org and find out if they can actually, um, if they can press that on you. Because yeah, I think that's that a good idea. Trying yeah. to, to financially intimidate you. Well, the, the, my, landlord, my landlord is sneaky weaky, so. <laughs> I mean, they've okay. pulled other things on me too, but, sure. but uh, I'm just trying to make the point that if somebody has late charges, that those charges either get deleted or paid for. Right. Uh, then I'm not sure. I would definitely check. In fact, I'll check with Nancy. Okay. Yeah. That'd be good. Okay. Yeah. And, and we can add it to the post on, yes. on the, on the uh, show page. Okay, yeah. we've really got to go. We're out of time okay. here. Thank you so much, Andrea. This oh, has really thank been you. a lightning. This is a joy. <laughs> so, everybody, thank you so much for sticking with us. I really appreciate you, and I encourage you to please be audacious, bodacious, and as outrageous as you can possibly be. And we'll see you on the next show.